Hello. Hey guys. You guys want to see a messed up video? Oh. Sure. So this is some guys putting a mortar in upside down. <laughs> oh, no. Jeez. Yes, this video is going around on the internet. It's awesome. So this kid lights a mortar upside down and it explodes. But it was a two of them and one exploded by the car. And then all the other fireworks caught on fire and went insane. Oh my gosh. Yeah, all of them got all caught on fire and all their fireworks went like crazy right behind where like the car is. Yeah, um, so we're gonna do, I uh, wait, I think uh, it was a while ago, but you wanted to talk about like the armor of God and go through that. Yes. Let's go ahead and start with prayer. Yep, I agree. And uh, Wesson, can you lead us in prayer tonight? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's do that. All right, fold your hands, bow your heads to the Lord. Let's pray. I'm not ready. Lord, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, thank you for this time that we have to gather here and uh, just get to worship you and discuss the words that you've given us from the Bible. And I just pray, Lord, that we'll be able to learn more from this and others that are listening. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 I'm trying to think of a. I'm trying to think of a normal sentence while I'm praying because I'm so tired. (laughs) I don't want to say something screwy. So I apologize if I said something weird. So we are fine. (sighs) Okay. Well. All right. So uh, this is going to be the armor of God, and as Christians, since this podcast. Is for Christians. 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 Um, <laughs> it is for believers. A person can call, can call themselves a Christian and not be a believer in Jesus, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. But they can. Anybody can call themselves a Christian. Just look at a lot of people in politics. Yeah. Um, I'm a Christian. Really. Yep. And then. That- title gets thrown around all the time oh yeah but if you test their fruit is their fruit good or is it bad i mean it's bad juju bad juju okay (laughs) all right armor of god we're to stand our ground and that's going to be a common theme here um as christians how do i put this oftentimes the battle belongs to the Lord and Jesus has a completely different type of armor from us. Um, he is the one that uh, makes headway. All we have to do is stand for Jesus, stand your ground. Romans won battles again and again and again by standing their ground. Um, point in fact, there was a, a big battle in great Britain. It was against a, uh, Oh, uh, a British, chiefess um mm. who had been outraged by the romans some bad called bodacia anyway interesting the the britons thought they were going to overrun the romans just by sheer numbers and it was like 80,000 against like 10,000 right but the romans set themselves at basically at the end of a of a lane and their flanks were protected right hmm. so for the gauls to flank them, they'd have to like march off. I don't know if it's the east, west, north, south, but they had to march around. They could have gone through a wood, which 
they lived in the woods. So it would have been really easy for them to, to go through the woods and come around behind them. But they right. didn't. Instead, they just kept attacking front, frontal, frontal attack, frontal attack, frontal attack. Mm. Meantime, <clears throat> they had spectators. So all, like their women and their children got all these wagons that had all their all their like food and stuff in it. And they made a semicircle behind the men. And they packed their wagons in so close that when the Romans finally decided, OK, we've had enough of this and started to charge they couldn't escape, but the Romans stood their ground all day long. And so literally the Gauls were so tired and worn out from constantly doing frontal attacks that they were weak. And then that's when they attacked. Huh. And uh, it was a rout. It was horrible. But they won that battle, not, not at the end, not at the very end. People would say, well, you won the battle by making the guys run. No, they won that battle by not moving, by standing their ground all day long. Right, they made the other people tired. You know, exactly. tired, yeah. So, I'm going to read Ephesians 6, chapters, chapter 6, 10 through 20 real quick. All right. Finally. Awesome. What? Hmm? Oh, I said awesome. Great. Okay. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. Mm. And after you've done everything, to stand. Then it says again, stand firm then. I mean, stand, stand, stand. Repeated three times. That means it's important. Mm -hmm. um, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me three times. He didn't talk about the rest of the armor three times. He talked about prayer three times. Pray also for me whenever I speak that words may be given to me. So I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am, I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may be able to declare it fearlessly as I should. Mm. All right. So the order that the Roman soldiers dressed themselves in armor was not revealed. Um, when I was researching it, I don't know how they dressed themselves. Um, but from what I can tell from the pictures, it seems to be in the order that Paul wrote. Mm. Um, so, again, I said repetitive words from the full armor just to stand. The reasons why we need the former of God to stand against the devil's schemes, to stand when the day of evil comes. Right. And evil days come in all, all in most people's lives. Um, how can those evil days, how, can, how, can, how do they present themselves? Um, depression. This is interactive. Depression. Mm -hmm. Depression is a, a big one. one. Yeah. Oh man. Feeling 
just feeling like I have this issue, like just beating up yourself, being super harsh and critical about myself, about certain things. And then thinking I'm not good enough all the time. Or certain days, okay. I'd rather say. It's a toxic way of thinking. You should, you you really shouldn't do like something like that to yourself, man. Oh, yeah, of course. But, yeah, I'm just saying, like, um, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, usually. What's some, what's some if, other stuff? If I may interject. Yes. Usually if you're than... feeding beaten down, I find the best way to help build yourself back up and, you know, dust yourself off is to go to the scripture. Oh, for There's sure. There's nothing, honestly, that's not quite as, um, I would say, mentally healing. Than going to to the Bible to honestly to seek wisdom in hard times. Mm-hmm. Sometimes too, it comes from a, a external sources. Like if you're being pressured by others to partake in something that is ungodly or evil, right? Like that's true. Saying, no, I'm like, a Christian. I don't do that sort of thing. Yeah, or like yeah. if you're in like a bad household or um, what else? Like it, like your environment plays a big yeah. Part. Well, you guys did a lot better than me. I was just going to say, just drink copious amounts of alcohol. and <laughs> um, Drugs and more drugs. I am very happy. <laughs> no, I am kidding. You do not want to do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, so what's one of the biggest... I have heard Christian pastors talk about this, but if you're a Christian... You should be happy. Your joy should be so apparent. Everyone will want to be a Christian because they see the joy. And it's a sin. I've actually heard one do a full-on whole message on this. It's a sin to be depressed. I wanted to kick that man right in the jimmy. <laughs> Not because I was depressed. I'm a very happy man for the most part. Um, but just I, I because am. he's, just, you know, he's incorrect. <laughs> Yeah, like, yes. Okay, so Christians spiritually are subject to oppression, oppression by the evil one, also mm. oppression just by the world around us, by sin around us, and by depression. So it can be oppressed and depressed, okay? And that is just because sin exists. Mm. It even exists in our life. We will never really be able to get it out of our lives. Um but that's where the grace of Jesus Christ comes in. Yeah. So if you're a non-Christian listening to this, maybe you've gotten interested in these podcasts. Yeah. You will always, as a Christian, we will still always struggle with sin. Yep. We don't want to. We're we not perfect. We're we fight against it. Yeah, we're still human. <laughs> yeah. And that that's where... Um. I think a, a song by Rich Mullen says it best. If I stand, let me stand on the promise that you will pull me through. Mm. But if I can't, let me fall on the grace that first brought me to you. Because there's going to be times God says tells us to stand. But we get beaten down. Oh, and yeah. guess what? That's where the grace of Jesus Christ that forgives us for our sins. And he picks us up. He dusts us off. And he's like, I'm right here with you the whole time. I will yep. never leave you or forsake you. Yep. And we get strength from that. Um, and then it helps us get back up, right? Get back up again yeah. and stand. Yeah. That it does. Yep. 
It's not easy. Um, not easy. No, it's not. That's but like it's a comfortable thought knowing that the creator of the universe is on your side. Oh, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And that you you are not an accident. God made you the way he made you on purpose. He made you perfectly. Yep. And he's in the process of perfecting you spiritually so that when we finally pass away and we go to be with him, man, it gets so much better. You know, we're not just floating around in clouds up in the sky, you know, strumming on harps <laughs> to be bored. We go to a place that's beautiful, that's beautiful beyond our conception. You know, that there's color, there's vibrance, there's people, there's no more pain. There's no more sin. Yeah. All that's past. And, uh, and God knows you personally. He knows all of us personally. Mm -hmm. So, Evil days can be like in World War II, where Germans are invading France, and your 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 day, your your life's just being ruined. You're being overrun. You know, um, it can be days where you're just you're struggling with depression. It can be days where you know people are telling you that you're not special, that you're just a schmo. You know that that. You don't matter, that sort of thing. But you do. You always matter to God. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing is, man, you always matter to God. Um, anyway, you're special to him. Yep. So first things first, verse I mean, 10. He made you, so. <laughs> yeah. You're here. You're the, you're the special one that made it, so. Before <laughs> you were born, I knew you. Exactly. I'm trying to think of what that verse was. That's a paraphrase. Yeah. Um, but he knows us when we're formed in the womb. Yep. Okay. So verse 10. When you go to like boot camp, or in this case, the Roman soldiers, when they'd go to, to training, first things first, they'd go through strength conditioning. These guys had to be able to march um, 30 miles. Right. In full gear if they had to. Right. Yeah. That's and that gear, uh, insanely heavy. <laughs> that armor. It's distributed over your body. But yeah. Yeah. It is. It's, nope. It really weighs you down. Extra, extra hundred pounds or so, probably. Yeah. 40 or 50 for sure. Maybe more. Yeah, but this is something that most pastors I, I see them skip all over all over this, and they go straight to the armor. But mm -hmm. first things first, finally be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. This is about strength conditioning. Okay, experienced soldiers, you know, train these guys. So for us, mentoring and teaching um, new believers, you know, for mature believers, it's an important factor in strength and the strengthening of young believers. And it's often overlooked. We mm -hmm. call this discipling. Yep. Second, belt of truth. We know truth by reading the word of God, where mm -hmm. all truth originates. Mm -hmm. The belt of a Roman soldier was what designated him as a soldier. Mm -hmm. Only soldiers were allowed to wear them. It was a distinguishing mark. These, these, these belts were... Um, Oh, some of them were specific to their, their, like, legion that they were, they were in. They had 
the badges on them that said what battles they'd been through. Right. All right. So what's uh so when you knew what one of these belts looked like, if a guy was trying to to fabricate a belt, those who knew what the belts looked like could pick him out and go, man, that's like stolen valor right there. Did you know if you wore a belt of a Roman soldier and you weren't a soldier, mm-hmm. that was punishable by death? Yeah. Serious. Yeah. yeah. So you just, you didn't pretend you're a Roman soldier if you weren't. Those guys earned those belts. Yep. Several things about the belts. This is just, you know, for your information. So it was also their money. So when they'd go into a town, when they'd pillage and do all that type of stuff, they would gather up um, whatever they, they had. They would sell it to people, and they'd get silver. They'd get gold for it. Or they could they could get silver or gold from wherever they, they pillaged. Well, right. they would melt these things down into different badges and different different things that talked about their, their battles. Mm-hmm. Um, and these these belts were uh, would have these different things all the way around them but it was their money this Mm. this was their retirement so they they would get different belts over the course of their years in the in the uh, in the legions and i don't know if they had bankers or where they would leave these belts but they'd leave these belts with somebody that would take care of them so when they'd get out of the legion they would actually have tons and tons of valuable silver and gold with which they could buy what they horses or, or what they needed to, to work the land because a lot of them were given farms right. um, by the by the Senate when they got out. Um, so this was their retirement. Mm. Um, it was money to them. So it was a distinguishing yeah. word. It's how you could tell a Roman soldier, and it was also money. Um, so the truth was valuable as well. It wasn't just a distinguishing mark. Distinguishing mark. It was valuable. So, in yeah, the same way, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, I never knew about like this whole armor of God and how every little piece has like a deeper meaning behind it that um, they were that they were using. It was uh, Paul wrote this one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Paul uh, Paul was taught it like. You can see quite clearly he relates, even in other scripture, um, I don't know what, I don't know, like, off the top of my head which ones, but I just remember vaguely that he likes to relate to, like, the Romans um, and how Romans um, are and everything. So it's very relatable to the people who read it. Well, at the time, Rome ruled exactly the world and that whole area around the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah. Paul himself was Roman. Yeah. And everyone knew what a Roman soldier looked like. Yeah, so it's like it's so it's so perfect uh, that it's like um, everyone can see like oh under everyone like back in the day probably understood when he was talking about belt of truth the meaning behind that too. Right. So, <clears throat> um, I've heard this said before, and I think it. I think did you know the Secret Service also? investigate counterfeit um and bank fraud and that sort of thing okay. it's one of their it's one of their functions of the secret service okay so right one of the ways that you know a counterfeit and it's the only way you really know a counterfeit is you have to know what 
the bill looks like, the actual bill looks like. So they're 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 taught to memorize what the twenties look like, the tens, what the hundreds look like, and know every single little aspect about the real thing. Because once you know what the real thing looks like, then you can spot the counterfeits. Yeah. If you spend your whole life examining the counterfeits, you don't know what the real one looks like. Mm-hmm. It just looks like another counterfeit to you. So look at these guys. Think of these guys in college, these professors, who spend all their life studying all these other religions. They've been looking at all the counterfeits. So when they look at Christianity, they go, oh, it's just another spring, you know, Jesus died and rose again in the spring, and it's it's talking about new life. And there's tons of religions that are like that. And they don't understand that the one major difference all other religions are every single one of these is man reaching up to God. Yep. But Christianity, true belief in Jesus, you understand that this was God reaching down the, to man through jesus because he sent jesus down to us exactly yeah well and every every, yeah as christians too we need to know and understand the truth of the scriptures so that when inevitably people come along with false teachings we can spot them out yeah there's a lot of christian offshoot religions that have a lot of falsities in it that people have fallen for and unfortunately they've taken root in our world Yes. And that goes to, we know the truth by reading the word of God, okay. where all truth originates. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's where it's, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's where, uh, is it, that's where it's most consistent is the Bible. Cause it's, it's the, uh, that is the pillar of everything <laughs> for the religion. Yeah. So, yeah. Catholics were able to get away with uh, a lot of false doctrine and, you know, selling of indulgences back Ex- in the day. Exactly. People didn't know what the scripture said. They didn't know what truth was. Yeah, it wasn't open to the public. What? Yeah, it wasn't open to the public. Yeah. No, yeah, it wasn't until it started being opened up to them. They were able to study the truth that they were able to see what the counterfeit actually was. Yep. Right, and that's what they're afraid of. That's why Luther and a lot of people broke off from the Catholic religion mm-hmm. and started Protestantism, the protest. Why? Yeah. Because we don't we don't need to confess to a priest. <laughs> he doesn't give us forgiveness. Jesus right? does. Salvation <laughs> is found. Forgiveness is found in only one man, Jesus Christ. Exactly. He's the Son of God, who is fully God and fully man. Mm-hmm. But... So, Zane, can you look up Acts 24? Can you see it on the screen? Is, uh, is my screen showing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Acts 24. Acts 24 through 26? Yep. Yeah, look that up. So Jeez. let's move on to the breastplate of righteousness, or this is going to go way long and bore the <laughs> crap out of people. So, <laughs> breastplate of righteousness, living righteous lives, avoiding wrong and doing what is right. It protects us. Mm-hmm. You know, how often are people caught in lies and hurt because of their lack of righteousness? Even Paul faced this. But, um, so people were lying about him. But uh, yeah, think about how many people you start doing a lie, then you have to try and support that lie, and then you lie again on top of that lie, and then when it all unravels, you're screwed. Yeah. 
So if you live righteous lives, a couple things happens. One, you do less damage to the world and the people around you. Mm-hmm. You know, there is something to be said about being a good person. Does that get you into heaven? No. It is only the blood of Jesus, accepting him, repenting and accepting him as your Lord and Savior. Um, that's right. how salvation happens. But once you're saved, you need to try and live for the Lord the best you can because it does less damage both to you and the people around you. Yep. Okay. Do you have Acts? Yep. Okay, go ahead and read that. But after certain days, Felix? Felix? What is it? Felix? Felix? We'll go with that. Felix came with Jerusalem, his wife, who was Jewish, and sent for Paul, and heard him concerning the faith of Christ Jesus. Mm. And as he reasoned of righteousness and self-control in the judgment to come, Felix was terrified and answered, Go thy way for this time when I have con- when I have convenient season, I will call thee unto me. He hoped with all that money would give him for of Paul. Wherefore also he sent him Okay, Zane, this is making no sense. What translation yeah, do you have? <laughs> uh get a different one. Ye old Bible translation. <laughs> Well, that would be that would be consistent with this, Walt, wouldn't it? <laughs> what's uh, what's the good one, Dad? Um, well, I am reading NIV, but I have an old version of the NIV, the online one you can't trust. Uh, I don't know. I I've got it right here. I can just read it real quick. All right, I'll be fine. Okay, several days later, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was a Jewess. Um, He sent Paul and listened to him as he spoke about faith in Christ Jesus. As Paul talked about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and said, That's enough for now. You may leave. When I find it convenient, I will send for you. At the same time, he was hoping that Paul would offer him a bribe, so he sent for him frequently and talked with him. Mm. Two years passed. Felix was succeeded by Portius Festus, but because Felix wanted to grant a power to the Jews, he left Paul in prison. Um, so Paul stayed in prison, but he w- if you bribed a Roman official back then, mm-hmm. you could be put to death. Oh, yeah. Felix was trying to get him to bribe him, um, was trying to get Paul to bribe him so that he could put he could find a reason to put Paul to death. Because um, he was being held in prison, basically on no real charges. He was just trying to, they are just trying to please the, the Jews so they wouldn't freak out. Anyway, um, Paul faced this, but no real charges could be levied against him because he lived righteously. Mm-hmm. So how do we know what righteousness is? Again, because of the word of God. You got to read the Bible. And you will learn over time. They're living according to God's word. Yeah. Yes. All right. right. Next yeah. one. Righteousness is just basically uh, everything that is good within God. It's literally just, you know, being yeah, yeah being righteous is basically not sinning. <laughs> That's kind of yeah. how I see it, right? So, but how do you know what sin is if you don't read the word of God? Exactly. So. Like what what defines good and bad? 
and mm-hmm. people and that gets lost a lot through oh it's because of the culture changes or anything like that and then it's like well why has murder been illegal or has been seen as bad throughout multiple cultures and a whole majority of them and uh, like all over the world and basically the ten commandments are like still hold up today even in america's culture um for the most part and around the world still it's like most of them on there are pretty looked down upon so yeah so it's just like there you go yeah no you're right ten commandments you can't get rid of them there's a reason for them and it it protects us from ourselves. yeah it's It's like God is literally just everything that is good and holy is from God, but everything that is against God is sin, and that's how we know what is good and evil. Mm-hmm. So. And God knows that this evil, this sin, is to harm us, harm the people around us. Mm-hmm. And actually, we know it too. How do we know it? Because um, Adam and Eve bit into the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. So not only do they know the difference between right and wrong, each person inside themselves, but we also know the pain and the suffering that it causes both ourselves and others around us. Yep. That's the knowledge, understanding the hurt. Yeah. Um, I mean, it causes, it causes anxiety and stuff too, and all this stuff. So. Oh yeah. All right. Next one is the breastplate. The breastplate he's talking about here is not the uh, segmentata. It's not the. It's not the strips of metal. Hmm. This is yes. your classic Roman breastplate that you see on like the the bust of Julius Caesar and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it shows the muscles, the defined muscles of the chest. This was only worn by those of high rank, the elite, the average soldier wore the segmented armor. Yeah. So like this the... signifies. That we are God's elite, that we are favored by him. Right. And what is it called? So, Lorica musculata. Musculata. Yep. Yeah. Musculata. Cool. So it's those who are familiar with the Romans would have known when he says the breastplate of righteousness, that means that we are the elite of God. Mm-hmm. Right. We are, yeah. Um, I'm so, trying to think of what to add to that, but yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> well, there's there's uh, other verses that talk about us being the elect, right? Right. Yeah, um, God's elect. So that 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 also falls in line with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It um, fits. So there's a deeper meaning. It's not just a breastplate. It's just not the common soldier. We are the elite soldiers. Mm-hmm. All right. Next fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, the shoes, the sandals. We must always be ready to tell others the good news about Jesus. How do we know about the gospel? Again, we go back to the word of God. Mm-hmm. Gotta read the word. <laughs> Starting to see a trend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the Romans wore hobnailed sandals. These leather sandals lasted longer and were more durable because of the iron nails that took much took much longer to wear down. Mm. It allowed them to reliably march 22 to 30 miles a day without Whoa. men falling out from damaged footwear. Okay. So when he talks about your feet feet being fitted with the readiness of gospel of peace, right? right. This we need to always be ready. Um 
people always talk about, well, I don't feel like I've been called to do that. You know what? There are people who never feel called. God wants us just to be available and he will move us to where he wants us to be. Exactly. Okay. Zach. If he wants, he'll make us available. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He can do that too. Yes. He can give you like a specific calling. Oh yeah, um, kind of like um, like a uh, 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 Jonah, yeah. yeah. Where uh, Jonah didn't want to do it, but eventually he did. God's very, very um, compelling. Yes, <laughs> very <laughs> this, convincing. Yes, to say the least. Yeah, but one of the things I have to say, like this podcast wouldn't exist without you being available for it. Right. Exactly. So, because you said, hey, guys, you know, I have this great idea. Let's do a podcast. Yeah. And we're like, well, yeah, sure. I mean, why not? You are available. Yep. Maybe someday it'll be more than 20 or 30 people listening. But (laughs) if even someone outside the group is listening to each one of these and is mean. um, Yeah. Thank you. In the first place. Yeah. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. But if it's an encouragement to you, if this is if this is food for you, spiritual food, mm-hmm. then awesome. Yeah. This whole thing's been worth it. Yes. Just one person. Yeah. It, it, uh, uh, so true. Yeah. Like the yeah. it's the number's only a number. It's uh it's how deep we touch someone, you know? So yeah. Yeah. So but the shield pretty- of faith. Well, before we move on to the shield, I want I didn't know about the shoes because we didn't talk about that during our uh, Bible study with DS Vault. And, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, we really only talked about the chest plate and the uh, belt, I think. But I up, we didn't talk about the feet one, and that one's really cool. It hit me, and I was like, oh. So that's what he was relating to was like the Romans would have shoes that were like it was ready to like take on the world essentially get right beaten up <laughs> they're ready to well, get beaten up when walking so long but they would not is, get damaged that's a cool detail how often have christians been called to endurance exactly right yeah mm-hmm. especially in persecution mm-hmm. so yeah. that's I mean, honestly, we have not had to face a whole lot of persecution here in, in America. True. Like every now and again, you'll hear guys like, oh, this is one I always liked doing because it was a guy who worked at a meatpacking plant. He, he was a he was a kind of a bad guy for a while. Anyway, he came to know the Lord. And uh, this other guy who used to know him and knew he was, you know, <laughs> drinking and would get into fights and stuff, will come walking up to him and say, so you're a Christian now, huh? He says, yeah. He says, so if I smack you as hard as I can on one cheek, you'll turn the other cheek. And this dude who is a, he's a big, um, <laughs> big African-American dude. Oh, right. And nice. he was r- really humbling. I I don't know if it was Grandpa Smith who told me this or Wheeler. someone else. Um, Wheeler. Wheeler. Okay. So, uh, and I think he heard it from his friend who worked at this meatpacking plant. This guy thought about it for a second. He says, yeah. He says, I'll turn the other cheek. He says, and you could hit that one too if you want, but only have two cheeks. And after that, you're on your own. 
So there comes point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there, there are times, you know, people think that they love, like, love going, well, if you live by the sword, you'll die by the sword. Um, yeah, but just because you die by the sword doesn't mean you're going to go to hell. Right? Yeah, exactly. Even it's... Jesus said, even Jesus said, um, told the disciples when he was leaving, he said, okay, now strap on a sword. There are times you can stand up and you can fight for your faith. Oh, for you sure. Physically fight for. You can turn the other cheek. There, what? Well, there's a time for everything. I mean, that's in Ecclesiastes. Mm -hmm. When you see, I mean, like, die. what was that? When I Zane? said, David was called to kill Goliath. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. There, there are times when you can, when you see, you can win someone for the Lord through your endurance, through turning the other cheek constantly, forgiving mm -hmm. constantly, and that's what's going to win them over, and that's what God calls you to, then you turn the other cheek. But then there's times when people are just flat-out evil, and they need to be taken out. Right. Nazi Germany and the Holocaust. Yeah. Exterminate the Jews. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's just, like you said, it's like a time for everything essentially and if it's i mean if it's done righteously it's not a sin per se no no so people would say like we are breaking one of the commandments thou shalt not kill uh no it's thou shalt not murder right it's it, right it, yeah it it's translated uh, as thou shalt not kill and it's misused constantly yes but it's thou shalt not murder yeah. if they're trying to kill you it's you can defend yourself yeah it's defense <laughs> Exactly. Uh, huh. All right. So All right, the shield of faith. Satan is constantly trying to shake the faith of believers. Faith mm -hmm. is partially what sustained us, sustains us in trying times. It is protection given by God, and He is constantly building our faith in Him. But taking using a shield takes practice, right? Mm -hmm. Um, there are a lot of people who do not have faith in God. And when the when real testing comes, they just wither away. Yeah. And it's just like, man, where's your faith? Right? Yeah. But faith is a gift. Um but also takes practice. And mm -hmm. God constantly builds faith. Right. What I've heard you know. before is it's like a um it's like a muscle. It's like when you work out and you go to the gym, you constantly work out your muscles and everything to grow. And faith is similar. You have to work out your faith muscle. Yep. Um, that's kind of like uh, how I've heard it before. And then you have to in keep increasing weight or um, whatever that would translate to metaphorically for faith um, to grow right. your faith more and more, right? Whether that's reading right. scripture, reading the Bible, di diving deeper, you know? So. Right. I can tell you right now, one of the things that God used, and this seems kind of simple, but it was still amazing. So Tina and I were having a discussion. We were trying to make a decision about something, and we decided, okay, we don't know what to do. We've been praying for God. We're going to cast lots. We're going to let God make this decision. So if he wants us to do one thing, we're going to flip a coin. We flipped a quarter, right? It'll be heads. If he wants us to do this other thing, 
that'll be tails, right? We flipped the coin, and I didn't catch it. I don't know why. I try. Normally, I'm just I can catch a coin. It's not that hard. <laughs> I just fumbled. This thing fell on the floor, right? Rolled in the carpet for a little ways, and this was not shag carpet. This was your cheap, you know, contractor carpet that we had when we were in the duplex. Right. Things just don't stand up in it. This thing rolled a bit, and then it stopped, and the quarter was on its edge. Wow. So we were trying to put God in a box. Exactly. And he, he, we were doing the right thing at the time. And he wanted us just to keep doing what we were doing. Um, and we knew immediately when it was stood on edge what that meant. I mean, there wasn't a doubt in our minds. And we both stood there and we looked at that quarter. And we're like, what is keeping this thing standing? And I reached down and I picked it up. And I'm telling you, it, it felt like it felt like that thing could have just plopped over. With with like no effort. Yeah, like with a breeze. Yeah. How 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 was it standing on its edge? You know, in 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 the crappy carpet that we had. <laughs> so anyway, we kept doing what we were doing, and it's been a blessing. Wow. So, anyway, that's that built our faith that right. night. Something that simple. We were like, "Wow, God is listening." Oh and yeah. Something so simple, and He answered us. Mm-hmm. I could give you things even more earth shattering than that. I mean, easily, but God's done a lot in our lives. He's, he, he's been very, very apparent in our lives. Mm-hmm. So the Romans highly prized their shields. The Romans information with their shields in front of them created a wall that enemies would shatter upon. Mm-hmm. Um, got to turn off my phone there. Shields in front of them. Huh. Okay. And this is a good point to talk about standing. Many battles were won by the Romans simply by holding their ground. Remember I was talk- talking about? It was the Battle of Watling Street. Mm. And then once the leaders saw their enemies were flagging and getting tired or broken up, then the Romans would advance. Much fresher and still in good order. They would advance, but they stood their ground first. <clears throat> Remember, the battle belongs to the Lord. Right. Okay. Second Chronicles 2015. I'm flipping to it, guys. It's a second. Noise. Yeah. He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Hmm. So our army is different from all others. All God calls us to do is to stand our ground. We don't need to make advances under our own power. We can't damage spiritual beings. And the Lord is clear that our struggle isn't against opponents at our level. Think Ephesians 6, 12. Right? um, For our struggle, it's not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities. Mm. against powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil. Um, Only our king fights, and he never loses. Right. 
Think about how he died on the cross. It looked like it was defeat. But he died on the cross to redeem us, to sacrifice himself on our behalf so that we don't have to die. Mm -hmm. So he saved his army before he even equipped it. Um, yeah, that is interesting. He saved his army before he even equipped him. Yeah. That's cool. So we can't, we can't be defeated. Um, we can be beaten down. We can be physically killed. But guess what? We've read Revelation. Mm -hmm. We come back with Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, it's even Zechariah. If, our, if our shield is strong enough, faith. All we have to do, all we're going to do is watch him defeat the enemies. Mm -hmm. All right. Helmet of salvation. So Jesus places this on our head himself. Most, uh, most other areas of the body can take a hit, and you will survive. Mm -hmm. hey, but a shot to the head is usually a killing blow. Salvation saves. Salvation is the crowning work of God in our lives. Without salvation, would we even want to? Why would we fight? Uh, why, why would the fight even matter if it could mean our demise? Right. But we have salvation. It's a helmet that can never be destroyed. Mm. So Jesus places, when you accept him as your Lord and Savior, he places the helmet of salvation on you. Yeah. What the most Im Yeah, the most important part on the most uh well the most the most important part, which is salvation, on the most important, like most fragile part of the body, arguably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um What's interesting is <clears throat> Jesus puts the helmet of salvation on himself. So he puts it on himself, but he also puts it on us. Right. So this is not the first time the armor of God is mentioned in the Bible. So this is in Ephesians. But if you go back all the way back to Isaiah yes, this is chapter cool. 59, 15 through 19, we find out that Jesus has armor also as our king. And conqueror of our enemies, but he has slightly different armor. I'm going to read it here. Truth is it? Truth is nowhere to be found, and whoever shuns evil becomes a prey. Mm. Where is that? Our honesty is lacking. He who leaves evil becomes a target. So, <clears throat> first thing we found out about this: you leave the world and you become a Christian. We become a target, right? That's why we need the armor, mm -hmm. because honesty is lacking in this world. So whoever shuns evil becomes a prey, or in this translation, whoever leaves evil become a target. So I am going to read the complete Jewish Bible version of this. Adonai saw it, and it displeased him, and there was no justice. He saw that there was no one... Um, so, the recording on OBS decided to stop while Wade was reading the scripture. So, basically, here's the scripture. Um, this is going to be an ESV. That he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no one to intercede. Then his own arm brought him salvation, and his righteousness upheld him. He put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. 
he put on garments of vengeance for clothing, and he wrapped him in himself in zeal as a cloak, according to their deeds, so he um, <clears throat> so will he repay. Wrath to his adversaries, repayment to his enemies. To the coastlands he will render repayment. So they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. For he will come like a rushing stream, which the wind of the Lord drives. All right, now back to the podcast. We have the, the breastplate of righteousness, and we have the, the belt of truth, and all this type of stuff. He has something different. He has a garment of vengeance. Mm. He's wrapped himself in a mantle of zeal. Um, a mantle can also be like a cloak, right? So a lot of times right. you look at the leader of the army, how do you know who the leader is? Got this big scarlet cloak on their back. Mm-hmm. Typically, um, yeah. Like, I like that Jesus is going to come back styling. Yeah, yes. yeah. He repays according to their deeds, fury to his foes, reprisal to his enemies, also known, also wrath to his enemies, and retribution to his foes. Retribution. That only comes after someone has done wrong to someone else. Right. So when you want retribution, that means you've been wronged by this other person. Mm -hmm. So people are going to have done bad things. So it's not like they can go, no, 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 Jesus, I'm innocent. You got the wrong guy. Mm -hmm. No, he's going to know what everyone's done. Oh, yeah. So he's going to uh, repay according to their deeds. To the coastlands he will repay their due. In the west they will fear the name of Adonai, and likewise in the east his glory. So people are going to fear him. Um, so who achieved salvation for him? Jesus did. Whereas we need Jesus as the helmet of salvation on us, he's the only one worthy to place it on himself right. and others. This is probably getting long, so I'm going to kind of speed it up here. All right. So. Sword of the Spirit, clearly the Word of God. It is our defense. It is our offense. Uh, Zane, can you look ahead and look up Revelation 19.15? 19.15? Yeah. Yeah, I can look something up too. Yeah, can you look up Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12? Yeah. So, the Word of God is what we use to cut up the lies of the enemy. Um, it's our defense. It is our offense. Mm -hmm. All right. The word of God exposes false narratives and it stops the attacks of the enemy who looks for unarmed prey. Guys, who look, look at a certain faction of people in today's society who like to go out and riot and cause problems. Right. Mm -hmm. um, or, OK, think of the, the L.A. riot. Right? That happened, I think, what, back in the 90s? Something like that. Yeah, it was the 90s. So they were rioting everywhere, and they are breaking into businesses and stealing stuff. Um, what did they do when they ran up against the, the Koreans? They fought for them for a while, and then they were driven off. Right. They, they were looking for easy prey. When they came up against the roof, Koreans, these are people who escaped North Korea. Right. And they weren't going to put up with this crap. Mm 
Mm-mm. And they start <laughs> shooting. Mm-hmm. So those who are unarmed are easy to overcome, while those who are armed can defend themselves. They uh, were the true chads that day. Huh? They were the true chads that day. They were. <laughs> All right. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. All right. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Exactly. So with the word of God, we, we can easily see through the lies of the enemy, um, and we can pierce through their lies. Mm-hmm. So, so if you look at the if you look at the sword the of the uh, the Romans, yeah, right. It's mainly made for stabbing. Yeah, I think I have uh, like a replica. Yeah, yeah, yeah I you have, do. You have like a replica. Yeah, it's <laughs> got a very it. sharp point. <laughs> they would slash with it too, but it was short. For the most part, it was made just to stab straight ahead. So the word of God is seen in many parts of the armor, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the feet fit, fitted with the readiness, the sword. And lastly, our king himself is called the word of God. He strengthens us through or he strengthens us through mature believers. Right. So mature believers help train the, the, the new believers discipleship and it strengthens us. He gives us our title. The elect. He gives us direction to our feet. Just make yourself available and he'll move you where he wants you to go. He covers us in his righteousness and elevates us above this world because this world in its form will pass away right. because it's sinful. And he wants us to bring, it, bring us into a world where there is no sin, where we don't have to constantly be on our guard, where mm-hmm. we're not going to constantly be tempted. We will be living for Jesus truly, and we'll be at peace. Yep. He works. He works us. Um, he, so he works us in our faith. He he makes us work out our faith. All right. So mm-hmm. we're not just static. We get stronger and stronger in our faith. Is what I'm saying. He gives us salvation. He fights the battle for us with the sword from his mouth. Revelation nineteen fifteen. And out of his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron staff. It is he who treads the winepress from which flows the wine of the furious rage of Adonai, God of heaven's armies. There you go. So that sword isn't for us. It's for those who are wanting to sin. And what do they do? They're like, well, I don't see anything wrong with doing this. And guess what? That sword comes out. It's the word of God. It's like, no, this is going to hurt Jimmy. Yeah. Right? What you're doing, you don't see anything wrong with it. How do you think Jimmy's going to feel? Oh, I don't like that very much. Yeah, that's right, Jimmy. Do you think you want (laughs) to? I like Jimmy. (laughs) Yeah. Jimmy's getting the butt end of this, man. So you don't see anything wrong with it. But look at what I say. This is the word. Guess what? If you do this way, both of you are happy. Mm-hmm. No one gets hurt. 
Right. You know, guess what? It just cut through that lie. Boom. Stabbed through that man's heart and convicted him of his sin. Oh, I guess you're right. Sorry, Jimmy. That's okay, man. Well, that's forgiveness. You know, and then they go on their merry way. Um, Something else I like here. In the Old Testament, you see God uh, dispensing, you know, righteous judgment and things. Mm-hmm. Being fairly heavy handed sometimes. And in the New Testament, a lot of people like to say, well, he's different here. He's almost, they almost like to try to say he's a different God. Yeah. Now God is a God completely and totally of love and peace. Like he's one of the flower childs for some such nonsense. And they say, well, my God's not the God of the Old Testament. Well, here you see God is a God of love and he is a God of forgiveness. But he is also a warrior God who fights for his people and he doesn't put up with what is wrong. Right. No, he doesn't. He's a righteous God. And that's just it. He wants to change the thoughts and attitudes of sinful man mm-hmm. to get them to understand what you're doing is killing you. Killing you. But if you live this way, you'll live. Yep. I mean, which would you want? But, yeah, those who say that God is a loving God, he's not the God of the Old Testament, they haven't read Revelation. Because there's a point where he's like, okay, these people are so bent on their sin, they're so bent on hurting themselves and other people that they're cancer. I got to cut them out mm-hmm. before they infect the, the rest of the body. You know? And it's, I hate to say this, but there are going to be a lot of people that, yes, hell exists, they're going to be tossed into it. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to come a day when they're going to have to come out of hell, stand and be judged, and then they're going to be tossed in the lake of fire and sulfur. Because they would not submit to Christ. Right. And unfortunately, that's the part of the sword that also deals out judgment and death. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they asked for it. How do we know they're asking for it? Because time and time and time again, God has said, live like this. If you do this, if you accept my son as your Lord... You you will not have to go through this, but you're doing this to yourself. Yeah. So I, I can't allow you to continue to infect the rest of humanity. I got to get rid of you. Mm-hmm. So because, I mean, honestly, future generations are not going to be they're not going to be rejoicing about the time we live in right now. They just won't. No. They're going to be going, why did you screw things up so freaking badly? <laughs> um, guess what because people are wanting to reject god now so yeah. this is what comes of it the more we look to jesus and learn about him and live like him the better we will be able to stand when the day of evil comes mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll learn to live like jesus right all right last thing the romans had a projectile called a pillum It was a short throwing javelin that they could throw to break up advancing enemy ranks. It was very effective at piercing armor because of its small pointed tip. But it was deadly because this tip had four sides, which as a wound is really hard to close up and heal. It would puncture them. The other thing is it was also made of iron soft. So if it hit other iron or if it hit, say, bronze or something, Mm -hmm. it would pierce, but it would also bend. Oh. So that if they tried to yank it out of the dead guy next to him and throw it back, guess what? It was blunted and it wouldn't pierce the armor, so it wasn't any good to throw it back. 
He was only Smart. good one way. Hmm. Okay. Guess what? Verse 18 says we must pray on all occasions. The prayers of the saints are like the pillum. It can disconcert the enemy, break up his attacks, and it can be thrown from afar. In this case, the effects of prayers can be thrown around the entire world. We could be praying people in China tonight. And guess what? Those prayers will be effective because God hears them. Mm -hmm. Now, our prayers go to the Lord and the Lord acts on behalf of his people. Right? Right. right. So and is Jesus... it our prayers who's really doing this or is it God? Well, it's God, God, but he hears our prayers and he understands what we care about. Yeah. And Jesus teaches us how to pray correctly. Uh What what is the right way to pray? um, And how, yeah. Yeah. And how to do that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's much, much more to prayer than that. But it is one aspect of prayer that we can pray to God against our enemy. Yeah. So this is. This the prayers. This is the pillum. Mm-hmm. This is the javelin that we can throw. So, when we're learning about the full armor of God, we cannot leave out prayer. Mm-hmm. Right. This is Roman legionary. Oh, so you what go. you see is the lorica segmentata. That's the. This is the armor that the average everyday guys would have, right? Right. Um, you're not seeing the musculata. Um, it's just not this picture. But you see the sword, which you know comes to a point. You got right. the helmet. You got the hobnail. Look down at the bottom. Kind of see the nails. Yeah. So that belt. Look at all those things on that belt. Mm-hmm. Right. All the medals and everything. Right. Those that that would generally be silver. Hmm. So that's money, guys. And if it gets knocked off in battle, well, they'll have to pick it up and and try and find it afterwards. But um, for the most part, going around the sides, too, Mm -hmm. maybe not that part, but I know that going around the sides, um, you'd have a lot of metal. I think those in the front are just weights and iron plates. Yeah. Or steel plates. But it's around the, the belt itself. That belt was not to hold up your pants. It was not to hold up the armor. It was protection against groin shots, and it was it was your money. Yeah, it was status. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is a picture of a shield wall. Mm-hmm. You see an arrow just kind of glancing off of that. Yeah. Now, imagine through every single one of those gaps... Right? Guys start approaching and they start slamming in their shields. All of a sudden, these short swords just start coming out, stabbing in the leg, stabbing in the gut. They would actually, they knew where to stab too. They would go after the femoral arteries. Mm -hmm. They would go after areas that uh, they knew would bleed out a person, kill them. Right. Sometimes it was so fierce, they would just stab and stab and stab, just whatever's in front of them. Right. Um, But another one of their favorite thing was when the guys are paying attention and they're attacking like the enemy is attacking the guys in front of them, the guy next to them would be looking at the guy in front of him and they wouldn't be paying attention to you kind of catty corner. And so they would stab off to the right mm. kind of at an angle. 
and they would get the guy that's attacking the dude next to him. Gotcha. Because they wouldn't be paying attention. Yeah, they wouldn't expect it. Okay. Yeah. Huh. And imagine the whole line does that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, anyways, cool. That's the armor of God. And with some little stuff, you know, kind of tossed in there. And I will put you in my screen. Yeah. There we go. All right. Well, very cool. So I hope this was a good study for those. Yes. I think it was. I really liked it. One liked it because um, I love I love seeing God in the details. You know, see the deeper meaning of things. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, hey guys, I'm gonna let you continue on and talk about uh, whatever you want to talk about. I'm gonna take the dog on a short walk because she's really <laughs> freaking <laughs> out. Yeah. Yeah, All right, I am no too. I get like that a lot. Ask <laughs> <laughs> my boys. I'm high strung. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I was ADD. Yeah, I was dropped often as a child. <laughs> as you can tell. All right. I didn't drop any of them though. I just kind of juggled them and then tossed them to my wife. Ooh, hot them. potato. Hot potato. Hot potato. Hot potato. <laughs> dirty diaper. Dirty diaper. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, see ya. Thank you. Oh yeah. All right. I don't. Um, I think we might close it out because we've been going over an hour. So. Yeah. Yep. I think it's a good note to end on. All right. I can go ahead and close a prayer then. What episode are we on? Oh yeah. Yeah. We never. I never did like the introduction. Introduction. Yeah. This is episode. This is episode. Yes. Episode ten of the DS Vault podcast. Is what we just <laughs> listened to. Um, so, yeah. If you guys hu- have hung around, thank you for watching. Uh, make sure to subscribe and also leave a comment. Rate us five stars on Spotify. Um, uh, it helps us out a lot. And if you have friends, hopefully you do, share the podcast with said friends. Um, share the word if it's something that they would be interested in. Um, all right. Let's go. I'm going to go ahead and do the closing prayer. All right. Dearly Father, thank you so much for um, friends and um, just you and your symbolism, but also um, so it's dumbing it down for us so that we can understand, but also it just shows how great and glorious you are, Lord, and just we're so thankful for um, just you and that we're alive and just um, we just pray for um, all Christians just around the world um, who need you um, and um, just everything that's been happening um, with today's world and things that we don't know that we do know and just we just lift those people up as well as um, the podcast and just um, blessings that you have um, done for this group of guys and just thank you Lord for all that you've done. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. Deus Volt. Deus Volt. All right. Thank you guys for watching. You all have a great rest of your day.